because we are living in a chemical world and I'm a chemical nondescript person. We are living in a chemical world and I am a chemical girl. We are living in a chemical world and I am a chemical girl or boy. We are living in a chemical world and I am a chemical Hello, and welcome to Chemical World. I am Kenna Crampton. And I am Maggie Seldine, founder and director and peer for High Rockies Harm Reduction. We're really happy to be here with you today. It is August, which means it is Overdose Awareness Month. So we wanted to bring, shed some light on the fact that it is Overdose Awareness Month. So hope everyone is having a good month. Yes, thank you, Kenna. And just in time for Overdose Awareness Month, the official overdose counts for 2020 were released recently by the Colorado Department of Public Health. And so I thought it was perfect timing to raise some awareness about overdoses and look at some of our statistics um, over the past year here in Colorado. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, Since, as we all know, last year was pretty rough and we're still kind of on the outskirts of that roughness. <laughs> yes, I definitely think there are lingering long-term effects of the COVID-19 pandemic that will be seen for many, many years to come. And of course, nationally, we have been hearing anecdotally that overdose deaths were exponentially on the rise throughout 2020 as the isolation, anxiety, and depression, and just boredom of the COVID-19 pandemic led so many more people to use. And I feel like I we sh- I shouldn't say we're on the outskirts of it because I feel like we're still very much in it, just not so much of the lockdown. Right. I think we're starting to really see more of the long-term effects as the eviction moratoriums in Colorado were lifted on July 31st. And so we're really yeah starting to see how this has impacted our communities in, in a really serious way. Across the state, overdose deaths in Colorado increased in 2020 by 405 for a grand total of 1,477 overdose deaths in 2020. Locally, we kind of have some mixed results as far as our data. In Pickin and Summit counties, there was a drastic increase from less than one overdose death to five in each county in 2020. Mm -hmm. Of course, we do a lot of work with Pickin County, and they're very much on my radar as I think sometimes the more a community thinks that they're safe from a problem, the more affected they are by that problem, as we've also seen increasing rates of HIV in our Pickin County residents in recent years. I think with, you know, Aspen being in Pickin County, it's easy to feel like, oh, they're affluent and there's not a lot of problems going on on there. But there are. Or, you know, like you said, no one's really safe from this epidemic. And in another data pool, we actually see rates of opioid prescriptions to opioid naive patients. And in Picking County, those rates are much higher than the state average. And yeah, some of that can be attributed to tourists who have sport injuries, mm-hmm. but that's not 100% of the picture. So we definitely need to work more in our affluent communities as well as in our underprivileged communities because there are also underserved people 
in those communities. Mm -hmm. So in Eagle Lake and Chafee counties, there was actually a small decline in their overdose deaths, which is awesome. And Garfield County actually had only one more overdose in 2020 than in 2019. And this slight increase represented specifically overdose deaths from prescription drugs. So we can see that in Garfield County, we actually were able to keep our numbers from that exponential growth that we're seeing in other parts of the nation. And I personally believe that our ability to keep those numbers within a manageable growth was due to the collaborative efforts of Garfield County Police Departments, Mind Springs Health, and myself at getting Narcan out, and of course, a lot of other organizations and individuals. As we've said before, we know that we saved multiple lives in 2020. We know that there have been overdoses that have been reversed in Garfield County in 2020 and 2021 by the police departments and EMS. And so I'm actually very proud of that. We were expecting a much greater rise. Additionally, we were expecting a much greater rise in our Garfield County suicide rates. And so another kind of interesting caveat to the COVID-19 pandemic is that in some scenarios, there may have been less opportunity for overdose or less opportunity for suicide because families were together more often than normal. Mm -hmm. So it all comes back to human connection in the end. Absolutely. And remembering that those prescription drugs are just as dangerous and that there needs to Mm. be awareness and education for the people who take those drugs home. Yeah, I liked, um, I was thinking that when you were saying that uh, a lot of that, those prescription overdoses tend to be because people aren't educated on how addictive and how dangerous these drugs can be. When you get them from your doctor, you feel like they're maybe more safe, but they're not. Exactly. And I just know as a multiple time opiate patient that it's very rare that you get the education that can be life saving for people. And just being medically literate is, I think, very difficult in this world. But so even though we were able to, you know, keep those illicit drug overdoses kind of within the same rate that they had been last year here in Garfield County, this problem isn't over and it's not going away. Mesa County had 30 overdose deaths in 2019 and 41 in 2020. So again, we see kind of mixed results in all of our neighboring communities. But here on the Western Slope and in the High Rockies, we are kind of one larger community all very interrelated across county lines. So we really need to be doing this work together. And just, Mm -hmm. you know, because Eagle County had a decline, that doesn't mean that we got to give up on Pickens County or Garfield County. So there's definitely still work to be done. I also think that potentially... The decline in deaths in uh, Eagle County is due to the at least six drug busts that I've heard of, although Mm -hmm. those have been mostly in 2021. And so, again, we're talking about our 2020 data, and we already know that we've lost community members, that there have been overdose reversals in 2021. So it's, you know, yet to be determined what's going on this year. But we've, yeah, had six huge drug busts um, from the Eagle County Sheriff's Department on the I-70 corridor this year alone that have resulted in pounds of methamphetamine and pounds of fake prescription pills, Percocet 30s, Blue 30s, that are actually fentanyl. And so we're seeing a lot of deaths nationally, regionally, and locally from these fake Percocets. And so hats off to the Eagle Sheriff's Department for getting a lot of that off the street. So just... Just going to say that you can get uh, fentanyl test strips from High Rockies Harm Reduction. I think that's something that is really 
cool and something that is really important to distribute to our community because as we've said before people are going to take drugs and it's important to know that your drugs are what you think they are and that's the thing about fentanyl is that it's just so much stronger than other substances and there's Mm -hmm. also the analog car fentanyl which is even stronger and we're seeing these substances in fake pills in heroin in cocaine in meth in mdma and so you just never know what you have and we're losing people all the time this epidemic of overdose deaths is definitely continuing to rage on and fentanyl is posing a specific threat for these reasons. It's being disguised as other things and and often these pills that, yeah, even though Percocet, even when it is prescribed to you, isn't a completely safe drug, it is lethal, it is addictive, but you think you're taking something that was from a doctor and it's this fake fentanyl pill. And when it's so much stronger than what, I mean... If you have experience taking Percocet from your doctor and maybe your prescription, you don't have the prescription anymore, so you're getting it off of the streets, you have an idea of how much you can handle. And if it's not actually what you think it is, it's just, it's so dangerous and it's so scary. And not to mention that, you know, like we've said, we're still in this pandemic and um, we're all still very anxious and feeling the depression that also comes along with with the isolation and with the unknowing of when this mm-hmm. is going to actually end that you know we're all we're all just so fragile right now i think we all are in the in this whole country i mean probably in the whole world really but we're so isolated in this country we kind of only tend to think we're we have blinders on the rest of the world but uh yeah it's just it's scary and you know if you if you have access to help, you know, reach out to the people that care for you because they want to be there for you and they want to help. So, yeah. And I love what you said about the unknowing being so difficult because yeah, yeah, so many things in life are unknown, but if you can know what the drugs you're taking are, that's one less thing you have to worry about. And you can make the conscious choice to use less, to go slow. Mm -hmm. You can always use more, but you can't undo what you've done. Unless you have Narcan, you can undo the overdose if you are with somebody who is able to help you with that. So another thing that um, we're distributing through High Rockies Harm Reduction and other, there's so many other places you can get it as well, but... Yeah, and ask your doctor about it, ask Mm -hmm. your pharmacist about it. So to give a little bit more perspective, too, on just the increasing and insidious nature of the fentanyl overdose epidemic specifically... Let's go backward in time for a moment. In 2016, there were 49 recorded overdose deaths with specific mention of fentanyl in the state of Colorado. In 2017, the year that President Trump officially declared the opioid crisis a public health emergency, 81 people died in Colorado from fentanyl overdoses. In 2018, there were 102 fentanyl deaths in Colorado. In 2019, there were 222. In 2020, there were 540 overdose deaths with specific mention of fentanyl in Colorado. And these are just the numbers that we know. I continue to insist that when we're dealing with illegal activity and illicit drugs, we don't always have an the real picture here, but even these numbers alone, 
This issue specifically has continued to increase at over 100% rate for the past several years, and things continue to get worse as many Americans experience isolation, housing insecurity, anxiety, depression, and extreme barriers to services, which have been exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic, but existed long before these issues came around to just make everything worse. And so, yeah, 222 to 540, and I still continue throughout 2021 to receive calls from police departments, from community members saying there's some nasty stuff out there in these drugs and we're losing people all the time. Well, yeah, those those numbers are so scary. I mean, even just in the four years from going from 40 to 500, I mean, that is 540. <laughs> I mean, that's that's those are staggering statistics. And again, you know, we just try to remind people these are accidental overdoses. People don't know what they're taking. People are not intending to take this extremely powerful drug. Some people do use it recreationally. Some people use it medicinally. It is mm-hmm. prescribed by doctors. But the problem is we're, we're losing people unnecessarily and we're using losing young people unnecessarily because like it or not, young people take Percocet and Valium. Mm-hmm. And young people generally don't have the access to Percocet and Valium that adults do. And so they're getting it on the streets. Mm-hmm. I talked to a gentleman at a farmer's market the other day who was talking about um, somebody selling cocaine in the Aspen schools when he was in seventh grade. And talking about taking Valium and anti-anxiety medications in middle school in Aspen schools. And this was, of course, a long time ago. But I know growing up here in the Valley, I had somebody who would give me random pills for free or for money or whatever just on the street. And it just really terrifies me to know and to see it happening to young people in our communities that they're taking these drugs and they're actually fentanyl and they are in threat of losing their lives. Yeah, it's so scary. And especially when... You know, and I, I like we've said, it, you'd be hard hard pressed to find someone who hasn't taken drugs recreationally at one time or another just to have some fun. And it's just scary to think that these young people who are just experimenting and doing the same thing that their parents were doing are exposed to something so dangerous and so scary. You know, I mean, I know drugs can be dangerous anyway, and I'm not trying to say that they're not, but. Uh, when you know what you're taking, that's a whole different ball game. You know, you know what you're doing, you know what to expect. But when you don't, that's it's just scary. And again, I think the best word is how insidious is it mm-hmm. that in this world of increasing anxiety, that our mm-hmm. anxiety medications are one of the biggest threats. Yeah, definitely. That is really scary to to hear. Another reminder that most overdoses actually happen at home, and many are due to prescription medications, including anti-anxiety medications like benzodiazepines, which are also addictive and potentially lethal all on their own. So, you know, broad picture, opiates like Percocet, Vicodin, Oxycontin, Oxycodone, and all of its analogs, and benzodiazepines like Valium and Xanax, these drugs are addictive and lethal even when you get them from your doctor. And now we're seeing them on the street, but they're fake. They're actually fentanyl. But we encourage you to, yeah, reach out to us for Narcan, which will reverse an opiate overdose. It won't reverse a benzodiazepine or alcohol overdose. But what we're seeing is people saying, They took Xanax, and it was actually fentanyl. So we really just want to get Narcan in as many American homes as 
there are these medications, which mm-hmm. I think is most of our homes. And just so that, because I don't know, what is the difference between uh, benzodiazepine and like SSRIs? Yeah, so they are different medications that play off of different receptors in our brain. So SSRIs, I'm so happy I think I know the answer to this question, are selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. So what they do is they actually like block the process where serotonin is reabsorbed into your brain so that the serotonin can hang out and give you the feel-good vibes that serotonin is known for. Whereas an anti-anxiety medication like a benzodiazepine Benzodiazepines are generally just like a kind of depressant, so they lower brain activity, which is why a benzodiazepine, an alcohol overdose, and a opiate overdose will all look very similar because they're all central nervous system depressants. They're basically slowing your body's action in all forms, and what happens in an overdose from any one of those drugs is your functionality, your functionality in your body is slowly reduced, slower, slower, slower until your breathing stops and you have respiratory depression. Okay. Because uh, SSRIs are a lot safer than benzos, right? As far as SSRIs being safer than benzodiazepines, I want to just be really clear that every single body is different and there Mm -hmm. are benefits and risks to any substance you choose to put in your body, whether it's a lollipop or crack cocaine, right? But um, SSRIs do not have that central nervous system depressant action that benzodiazepines have. So there is not a risk for overdose with an SSRI the same way there is for a benzodiazepine. Okay. I think it's something like, so you get a, a standard Xanax bar, right? A Zany bar, and it's usually broken into four. Mm-hmm. And a standard dose is just one-fourth of a Xanax bar, uh-huh. generally, right? And I, again, every body is different and whatever. But I think it was something like four Xanax pills mixed with other things that one celebrity overdosed from. So mm-hmm. you, you need to take a lot of a benzodiazepine, but it's it's easy to take a lot. Like kind of like those drinks Redline. Um, there are these really intense energy drinks and a serving is only half of it. And they're very dangerous to consume because of the amount of caffeine they have. But people don't always know what the serving size is. Mm-hmm. People don't always know you're only supposed to take a quarter of the Xanax to start and see how you feel and build your tolerance, you know, from there. So to take like multiple Xanax bars is, is very, very dangerous. But to take a regular dose of an anti-anxiety medication is generally pr- pretty risk-free. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That's really informative, especially with so much anti-anxiety medication going around, which I definitely think is important for people to take uh, when they need it. But uh, to know what you're taking and how much you should be taking is important as well. Absolutely. And that's like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not your doctor. But (laughs) like with any drug, the more you take, the more your body builds a tolerance to it and the more that you have to take. So and because of their action of reducing anxiety, benzodiazepines can be very addictive and it can be potentially life threatening because, again, like similar to opiates, tolerance is for different side effects of a drug developed differently. So you could find yourself taking dangerous amounts of a drug if you continue to take it regularly over an extended period of time without following your doctor's orders. So Mm -hmm. just follow your doctor's orders. Yeah, yeah. Thank you.
Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for the great questions. <laughs> I love knowing the answers and talking about drugs. So it doesn't even if they're, you know, boring pharmaceutical drugs. <laughs> So um, we are really excited about August. And not only is it Overdose Awareness Month, but we, High Rockies Harm Reduction, will be out at many farmers markets. We will be at the Carbondale Farmers Market every other Wednesday. We're at the Downtown Glenwood Market every other Tuesday, and also at the Basalt Sunday Market every other Sunday. And we're going to be starting our mobile syringe services as part of our greater needs assessment of the area in August. So we're so excited about that. Please visit us at HighRockiesHarmReduction.com to find our full calendar of events, where we're going to be. We're going to have to miss a couple of our syringe service days throughout the year just because of some exciting events coming up. But we definitely want you to follow us and, and find us wherever we're at to get you Narcan, fentanyl test strips, High Rockies. Harm reduction t-shirts, um, hygiene supplies, safe use supplies, whatever you need. And if we don't have what you need, we want to hear what you need to be safe and healthy. And you can also follow High Rockies Harm Reduction on Facebook and Instagram to get any uh, scheduled services there too. Absolutely. And we're very excited. So uh, of course, August, the whole month, is Overdose Awareness Month, and so we'll be doing a lot on social media for that. And then on the 31st of August is International Overdose Awareness Day and my aunt's birthday. Shout out. Happy birthday, Diana. But um, there's going to be an event hosted by Kath and Ashley Adams and Aperture of Hope at Crown Mountain Park in Elgebel on August 31st from 5 to 7 p.m. to celebrate Overdose Awareness Day and to remember those that we have lost. So High Rockies Harm Reduction will definitely have a booth there. We will be speaking there. There will be some other recovery-oriented booths and speakers. I will be providing a Narcan training at 6 p.m. And then at 6.15, we're going to be doing an honor walk in remembrance of those we have lost and acknowledge the grief of loved ones. There will also be booths and live music and purple flags that you see throughout the valley over the month of August are all for this cause. There will be 72 purple flags in each location representing Overdose Awareness Day this year. Last year, there were 52 flags, mm -hmm. and this represents the number of overdose deaths in our tri-county region, Pickin, Garfield, and Eagle from 2017 to 2020. So again, we see that in that three-year period in our region alone, we've had an increase of 20 overdose deaths since we were doing this last year. Mm -hmm. So this is really, really important work, very close to home. I'll be sharing a lot on social media about people who I've lost to overdose and remembering them this month. And I invite anyone out there to join me with that and share memories or photos of loved ones you've lost, both on High Rockies Harm Reduction's Facebook page, and also come out and see us at any of our events. Definitely come down to Crown Mountain Park on the 31st. We'd love to see you. Great. And our next episode of Chemical World will be on September 13th here on KDNK. And you can always listen to 
past episodes on kdnk.org or you can also uh, on any podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. So, And we are very excited about our September episode as well as September is Recovery Month and we are asking that you send us your poems and prose about recovery or any of the many intersecting issues with recovery, substance abuse, suicide, domestic violence. It's all just about growth and emotional well-being. That's what recovery is to me. So we'd love to hear your creative pieces. Send me an email at maggie at highrockiesharmreduction.com, either with your recorded clip or with questions or concerns, any of that good stuff. And as always, you can reach out to me with any questions you have about any of the subjects we've discussed today at that email address or at 970-618-4194. Please leave a message or I will think you are calling about my student loans. And as always, remember, you don't have to be sober to keep your community clean. Thanks for listening to Chemical World. Some boys tell me that they're clean, but that's not enough for me. I always use my own works to avoid getting HIV. When somebody passes out, make sure to turn them on their side. And anytime you're shooting up, make sure Narcan's inside. Cause we are living in a chemical world, and I am a chemical girl or boy. We are living in a chemical world, and I am a chemical. If you have been using dope, there are lots of ways to get clean. Methadone and Suboxone can help you withdraw with no DTs. Drugs can keep your body well while we treat your mind with counseling. Suboxone can help opioid addicts and their families. Cause we are living in a chemical world and I'm a chemical nondescript person. We are living in a chemical world and I am a chemical girl. We are living in a chemical world and I am a chemical girl or boy. We are living in a chemical world and I am a chemical. Drugs may come and drugs may go and that's all right, you see. Experience has made me rich and now I can use safely. It might be beer, it might be dope, it may even be caffeine. But we all have a little something that keeps us on our feet. What's important is being safe and stopping the spread of disease. You do not have to be sober to keep your community clean. Cause we are living in a chemical world and I am a chemical girl or boy. We are living in a chemical world and I am a chemical gender nondescript. We are living in a chemical world and I am a chemical. We are living in a chemical world and I am a chemical girl. You know we are living in a chemical world and I am a chemical girl.